Well, praise the Lord on this Sunday morning, March 29th, 2020, as we continue to push through believing on God, trusting in God, especially in these uncertain times. Amen. Amen. Uh, it's, a, it's a blessing, glory to God, to be able to depend on God at times such as this. And so we continue to be encouraged and we want to encourage one another, strengthen one another, build up each other, be there for one another, even if it just is to check in and see how folk are doing. So um, we praise God for the love of God that unites the people of God, but also the love of God that flows through the people of God to touch the world. And we're praying for more of that because that's certainly something that is needed right now. The world needs more of God right yes. now. Mm -hmm. uh, always does, but especially right now. And so we praise God for the opportunity to be His vessels in the earth and to share His goodness. So we praise God on this Sunday morning, last Sunday in March. Um, and, you know, we continue to as we said, to continue walking by faith and not by sight. Uh, on this morning, um, I'm going to ask you to turn with me in your Bibles, if you have it, if you use a device, tablet, phone, um, you can go with us to Psalm 27. We'll look at Psalm 27 on this morning. Read through the entire psalm, focus on certain aspects of it. So Psalm 27 uh, depends on uh, you know what kind of Bible you have, what version you have, whether you have King James, New King James, NIV, uh, Message Version, Amplified. Um, also depends on who published your Bible. Um, but in my Bible, at least, uh, above Psalm 27, which is a... A King James and Amplified Version combined, parallel version. Uh, it says, David's Song of Confidence. And beneath that it says, A Psalm of David. And so Psalm 27 is written by David and is denoted as a song of confidence. And we need confidence right now. Amen. And so we praise God for this psalm. Let's look at Psalm 27, beginning at verse number 1. And it reads as follows in the King James Version. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me, Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. 
Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou saidest, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's pray today. Father, we bless your holy name and we give yes, you Father. praise. And we give you glory in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, for bringing us to another day. This yes, is the day Father. that you have made. And, Father, we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Father God, we praise you that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Now, God, we ask you to speak words of life unto us, words of faith. Yes. Father God, we incline our ear unto your voice. Our hearts are ready to receive. We ask you to pour out into us wisdom, knowledge, understanding. Give yes, us revelation Father. of what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And Father, we thank you that you are our faithful shepherd and you continue to lead us and guide us in the way that we should go. Yes, God. Father God, I pray right now for everyone to be fed the word of God today. I pray that we all will come away, O oh God, filled, O oh God, with with uh, all the good things yes, that you Father. have in store for us, O oh God. And Father, that you will touch us and strengthen us by your spirit. And Father, I thank you, God, that we shall be transformed yes. as we humble ourselves before you now, that we may hear the engrafted word of God that is able to save our very souls. Father God, bless your people. Bless me, O oh God, to be a vessel unto you, O oh God. Yes, Just fill my mouth with your words. And Father, may you receive all of the glory and all of the praise. We give it to you even now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So we, listen, we just read Psalm, glory to God, um, 27. And as we said, uh, a Psalm of David, King David, and it's David's song of confidence. Uh, I pray that just the reading of that filled you with some confidence too. It's a, it's a powerful song. Uh, our, our message today is entitled, Unless I Had Believed, which is taken from verse 13 of Psalm 27. Unless I had believed. And, you know, we read through the whole psalm, even though we're going to focus uh, primarily on verses 13 and 14. We read through the whole psalm be just to provide context, but also to provide encouragement and strength. As I said, I, I believe this is one of the more encouraging psalms uh, in, in the book of Psalms. And as you read through it, you can see why it is called a song of confidence. Um, in the psalm, David describes several things. First, he, he describes being attacked by enemies. He talks about how the wicked and even his enemies and his foes come upon him. 
and they stumble and fall. And that even though they encamp against him and they war against him, even in the midst of that, he maintains his confidence. And the reason why goes back to verse one, because the Lord is his light and his salvation. The Lord is the strength of his life. It just lets us know that if we are established in that commitment in our relationship with God, that God is our light and our salvation, that it's God who is the strength of our lives, then even in the midst of attacks, even in the midst of things coming against us, going against us, we can be like David and say, even in this, yes. I'm confident. Yes. See, confidence doesn't come from, you know, within in terms of being, you know, confident in ourselves and our abilities and our experiences and our education and our physical strength. That, if anyone calls that confidence, that's the type of confidence that comes and goes. But true confidence, the one that overcomes the wicked one, the, the one that overcomes the evil one, the one that overcomes every problem that we have in our life, that is founded in your relationship with God. When you know God to be your light and your salvation, when you know God to be the strength of your life, then whatever comes against you in this life, you can have confidence that the God of your salvation, the God who loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son, the God who says he loves you with an everlasting love, you can have confidence that that God is going to bring you out. Yes. And see, that's where confidence comes from. You know, so if ever you're lacking in confidence, just do an internal check and see what is it that you're thinking about in terms of your relationship with God. Uh, are you questioning God? Are you doubting God? Mm -hmm. Are you, are you, you know, uh, not believing him to come through. See, those types of things lead you to lack confidence. Mm. David, when he was a boy, when he took out Goliath, the reason why he was so confident when the rest of the army, army was fearful, he knew, uh, he, he went back to his relationship in God. Yes. He said, yes. who is this uncircumcised Philistine, this man who has no relationship with the true and living God? Who is he to stand before us, God's people, and talk all this nonsense? Yes. Mm -hmm. See, he knew his confidence didn't come in his size. He Goliath was much bigger than him. His confidence didn't come from his experience as a warrior. It was Goliath who was noted as a champion of the Philistines. Yes. So, so where did David's confidence come from? His confidence came in this. I have a relationship with the God of heaven and earth. Mm -hmm. And this giant, though he's big, though he's strong, though he's, you know, uh, you know, he has this great reputation of being a warrior. I'm still going to be able to take him out. Not because I have confidence in myself. I'm just a little shepherd boy. Mm -hmm. But I serve a mighty God and I can take this man out. Yes. That's where David's confidence came from. And that's where our confidence will come from, too. And you can see David here, you know, he talks about being attacked by the enemies. But he's confident because God is his light, his salvation, and the strength of his life. 
If God is that for you, you can be confident even right now as well. And David goes on to talk about not only being attacked by enemies, but he, he, he suggests here that he's at this particular time when he wrote this psalm that he shut out from the house of God. Mm. Uh, because in verse 4 he says, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. David seems to suggest that as of right now, he's not enjoying that, wow. that time in God's house. How many people can relate to that right <laughs> yes. now? Amen. Mm -hmm. So many services are being held virtually, right? That if you truly love God and you truly love God's people and you truly love coming together in the unity of the spirit and praising God together with one voice and with one accord under the same roof, you don't have that right now, you know, mm -hmm. and if you're like David, it's something that that's one thing that you desire. If there's one thing that you desire on this Sunday morning is to be in the house of God, yes. because right now, you know, uh, uh, in, in various parts of this country and even around the world, people aren't able, people of God aren't able to come together and to worship God in spirit and in truth in the same place. Yes. Amen. Amen. And, and, and David seems to suggest that that was something that he was missing. And why? Well, verse 5 and 6 lets us know because in times of trouble, he knew he can come into the house and God would hide him in his pavilion, mm -hmm. right? That he would hide him in the secret of his tabernacle, set him up upon a rock and all the rest of it. And David was saying, right now, I'm missing that. Mm -hmm. Amen. I'm missing that that connection and that fellowship and praise be unto God that today as born again believers right one advantage we have over David is that we're the temple of the Holy Ghost yes. which dwells in us mm -hmm. and so God is always with us and so we praise God for that we don't have to go into the temple where God's presence was back in David's time in order to be with God but yet and still that coming together of God's people is still something that I'm sure many of us miss in times like these. And yeah. David was was sensing that he was he was shut out from the house of God. If you and then you go a little bit further and you see David also is experienced a feeling of isolation and separation from friends and loved ones. Mm -hmm. You know, in verse 7, he says, Hear, Lord, when I cry with my voice. Verse 9, Hide not thy face far from me. Put not me away in anger. And then in verse 10, When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Mm -hmm. David suggests here that he was feeling some isolation and some separation, even so much so that his father and his mother, he said, even when that happens, he said, Lord, I can depend on you mm -hmm. to be there for me. And I mean, you know, David... You know, spent a lot of time running from Saul, right? Mm -hmm. When Saul was trying to kill him, David was living in caves and in dark places. David even had to act as if he was, you know, uh, what do you say, insane, mm -hmm. right? And so that he could be, you know, so he could find refuge in certain places. David was out there alone. He knew what it meant to be separated from friends and loved ones. And again, right now, how many people can relate to that? Yes. Right. That, you know, you you are separated from your friends and loved ones can't visit, you know, or not visit as much. Mm -hmm. um, some can't visit at all. Right. 
Um, you know, yesterday, you know, we had a, a fun time playing Monopoly <laughs> with our daughter and with Christian, with Jasmine and Brandy and Christian, and we were playing by Zoom <laughs> conference. So we had like a virtual Monopoly thing going, and we were it was what, babe, what, like four hours, four hours, four hours. We we're on the phone, and we could see each other and laugh with each other and and everything else, mm -hmm. and um, you know, uh, because why we can't get together right now we just can't go and say okay this is you know under the current circumstances with travel restrictions and health concerns and all the rest of it there's a there's a sense of separation and isolation that can set in yes. how many of you are so glad now when we look at this and we see david is describing being attacked by an enemy being shut out from the house of god feeling of separation for friends and loved ones and this is written thousands of years ago, and yet you can read this today and go, this is pertinent to me right now. Yes. yes and that's what's so powerful mm -hmm. about the Word of God, that it's a living Word that can speak to you right where you are. Amen. And David mm -hmm. was, was talking about that. So, but, you know, we look through the psalm, and, you know, David does have this confidence in God. He does talk about how much he loves fellowshipping with God. He gets down to verse 7 through verse 12, and he's praying to God. God, hear me, mm -hmm. right? Uh, don't hide from me. Uh, don't leave me. Uh, be there for me. Don't forsake me. Teach me your way. Yes. Lead me in the way that I should go. Deliver me from my enemies, right? And those who are slandering me, saying false things against me. Uh, this psalm really just speaks to so many things that we all go through in, in our lives. And then I want to get down to verse 13 and 14, which are the last two verses of this powerful psalm. Because in verse 13, David said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Mm -hmm. And he says that without that belief, that he would see God's goodness. He would have fainted. Yes. He would have mm -hmm. given up. And it's important for us, and I believe this is why God put the, put the emphasis on unless I had believed. Because you see what David said. He said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see God's mm. goodness. He doesn't say, I would have fainted unless I, you know, would see the goodness of God. No. Mm -mm. He doesn't even say, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't talk about seeing to believe. He talks about believing to see. Mm -hmm. In other words, it's, 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 it's ahead of time, right? It's not seeing to believe, which really doesn't make much sense because you know at that point. Once you see it. But he's talking about believing to see. Mm. And right now, in the midst of all that's going on around us, and the, and the negative reports, the bad reports, the somber reports, the, the tragic reports, and all the rest of it, and, and you know, people are feeling it, right? You know, you, your home, maybe income's not coming in, and, and there's all kinds of issues and, and challenges. 
David was in a was in a challenging situation as well with the enemies coming against him, lying against him, feeling separated, separated from the house of God. And he said, I would have given up mm -hmm. unless what I had believed to see God's goodness. So so it tells you and it lets us know the power of believing that that believing can help us. To the point where it keeps us from fainting, wow. where it keeps us from fading away, believing. Like sometimes, you know, people, and that's why, listen, the devil goes around, and he tries to work through other people to try to, to try to put you down for doing what? For believing. You still believe in God's going to give you a house. You still believe in God's going to give you a husband. You still believe God's going to give you a wife. You still mm. believe you and your, you, you, you and your wife going to have kids. You still believe you're going to get that job. You still believe you're going to graduate from school. You still believe you're going to come out of debt. How many times, right? You still believe. The yes, devil wants, yeah. to, wants to ridicule your believing. Why? Because he understands how powerful believing is. Mm -hmm. He knows that he, when he comes face to face with a believing saint, male or female, man or woman, grown up or child, you come face to face with a believing saint. Amen. He can't do nothing with that person. He can't do anything with that person. Right? You know, we talked about Paul when he said, listen, everywhere you go, Paul, you're going, you know, chains await you. None of these things move me, said Paul. Why? Because I believe God's going to deliver me. I believe God's going to be there with me. A person who believes can't be moved. Hmm. And so, so Satan always wants to challenge us in our area of belief and ridicule us for believing in God. Amen. But the power of believing is that it can keep us from fainting. David said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see. See what? The goodness of the Lord. So David, in the midst of being attacked by enemies, being shut out from the house of God, in the midst of feeling separation from loved ones and from his friends, in the midst of all that, he's yet believing on something. Mm -hmm. Right now, things don't look too good, but I believe I'm going to see the goodness of God. Yes. How many of you can say that? Right now, you can look at any situation in your life and go, eh, this is not too good right now. And I know there are some things that aren't good right now for all of us. We all have challenges, yeah. some more yeah. than others. Mm -hmm. Amen. And, and, and this is not, a, this is not a, 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 a contest of who has more trouble than the other person. No, no, no. It's not about that. Everybody has trouble and challenges. And, you know, you might have fewer than me today, but, 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 but you may have more than me tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's not about challenging or, or, or not challenging or, or comparing, I should say. Right. We all have these challenges and problems. And David said, and we can be like, listen, do you believe to see the goodness of the Lord? Right now you don't. Right. But do you believe to see it? Wow. See, that's the point, right? That in yeah. the midst of the attacks, in the midst of the shutout, in the midst of the separation, in the midst, in the midst of the heartache and pain, can you yet believe to see mm. the goodness of God? You know, it, it, it's reminiscent of what Jesus said in Mark chapter 11 after he cursed the fig tree. And he says, if you speak to the mountain, right, 
be thou removed and be cast in the sea and shed not doubt in your heart and all that, right? And, and again, there's a there's a process. Jesus actually just described a five step process before you will have whatsoever you say. Some people just want to say the Bible says you should have whatever you say. No, it's a five step process. Mm -hmm. You have mm -hmm. to speak. You have to believe. You have to not doubt, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Right. And you believe those things that you say will come to pass, and you shall have whatsoever you say. And then, but later after that, he says, "Wherefore, when ye stand praying." Believe that you receive, right? Mm -hmm. And you shall have it. Believe that you receive. See, you believe before you receive. And same thing here. You have to believe before you see. Believing comes first. Yes. Seeing doesn't come first. Receiving doesn't come first. Yes. Believing comes first, right? And, and, and so right now, in the midst of the problem, the first thing to do is to believe, Right, J.I. is on the way to the house, inter, inter, you know, interrupted by the woman with the issue of blood, held up. Jesus coming with J.I. to go lay hands on his sick daughter. Mm -hmm. But then a delay comes, and now as they start walking again, after that woman got her healing, well, praise the Lord for that. Now J.I. is walking, and trouble not the master, your daughter is dead. Mm. What did Jesus say to him? Fear not. Believe only. Believe only. Believe what? In the midst of the report that your daughter's dead. Mm -hmm. Not believe after I told her daughter arise again and she gets up. No. Believe right now. Wow. In the face of that report that, that you just got and that I just got, I want you, Jairus, to believe right now. Believing comes in advance. Amen. It doesn't wow. come afterwards. Knowing comes afterwards. Amen. Once Jairus' daughter was raised from the dead, he knew she was raised. He didn't have to believe that. Mm. He had to believe that first. Amen. He had to continue to believe. And God is encouraging us, encouraging you, encouraging me, that as we look around and we see challenges all around us, believe to see his goodness. Yes. Amen. Yes. Number one. So believe to see his goodness. But what David said. I have faith unless I have believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the no. great by and by. No. No. He says what? In the land of the living. In the land of the living. Which means what? On this side of glory. In the earth. Mm -hmm. In other words, yeah, there's some great, great things waiting for us on the other side of glory. Amen. When we get to heaven. Amen. God wipe every tear from our eyes. Amen. No more death. No more sorrow. Mm -hmm. No more pain. Mm -hmm. or glory to God. Amen. But God is is encouraging us through the through the words of David, right? That we should believe to see the goodness of the Lord on this side, side of glory Lord. too. Amen. Yeah. In other words, David is saying something here. If you really think about it, he's saying to us. He was he said to himself, and, and he was encouraging himself, but he's encouraging us. Essentially what he's saying is, if I'm going to see the goodness of God on this side of glory, mm -hmm. I can have all these problems right now. You can write them down. You could have a mentally, you know, a mental list in your head or however you want to deal with it. But what David is saying that if you believe that you'll see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, he's saying you are going to outlive your problems. Yes. <laughs> mm. 
Come on, somebody. See, somebody think your problem going to be... What's that song talking about? Trouble don't last always? Mm-hmm. See, what's that mean? Because you outlive your trouble. Right. If you hang on to God, God will see to it that on this side of glory, amen, that you will outlive your trouble, your challenges, mm. your, your situations, and your circumstances. David believed, right, not only that he would see the goodness of the Lord, but he believed he was going to see it while he was yet alive on this side of glory, which means he was going to outlive all these challenges. Yes. I'm going to outlive my enemies. I'm going to live out, out, outlive the separation. I'm going to outlive the isolation. I'm going to outlive the slander. I'm going to outlive all that stuff because I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And God wants you to know you're going to outlive your problems. Amen. 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 See, you don't have to wait until you get on the other side Amen. and everything. Oh, there's greater things on the other side. Praise God. But this is not some, oh, I just got to wait until I get taken away from here. No, God is a good God. And he's Amen. a good God in the earth. Amen. And, and, and he wants us to believe in the midst of all this darkness, despair and problems and struggles and all the rest of it, whatever it is we're going through, not only that you're going to see the goodness of God, but you'll see it in the earth. Amen. You're going to outlive your problems. Amen. Because the goodness of God is is at hand amen. amen and so we shouldn't just sit you know praise god for another day oh i just praise god for another day i praise god for life health and strength listen life health and strength those are three powerful blessings right there amen. amen life health and strength those are three powerful blessings right there but i want you to know something Amen. Remember what God says? He does what? He does exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Yes. That God is a God who overflows our cup. That God is a God who pours out blessings. You know, he opens up the windows of heaven, pour out blessings that we shall not have room enough to yes. receive it. God yes. is a generous God. He gives. He's a more than enough God. Mm-hmm. So understand that as, as much as you are thankful that you have another day. Right. Just another day that the Lord has kept me. Praise God for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Praise God. It's another day. that, the, But it ain't just another day that the Lord has kept you. Don't stop at that. It's another day that he's kept you. But also believe that it's going to be a day when which you're going to see the goodness of the yes. Lord once again, too. In other words, yeah. you're not just going to see another day. This is a now an opportunity to, as David said, to do what? To see the goodness, goodness of the, the Lord, Lord in this day. Mm-hmm. Amen. So let's let's have that confidence and that faith that we're going to see the goodness of the Lord, that we're going to see uh, the goodness of the Lord on this side of glory and that we're going to see the goodness of the Lord today. Amen. And not Amen. not just see another day, but you're going to see the goodness of the Lord today. Now, uh, I have to, I want to stop here for a second because there's something here and I'm pray pray with me that this comes out the way the Lord wants. But I believe it's so important. And we just need to take a, a quick time out here in verse 13. Because again, I'm reading from the King James Version. And I don't know how many of you, if you have your Bible, especially if you have a written Bible, amen. Uh, when I say written, meaning, you know, uh, a hard copy in front of you as opposed to electronically. Mm-hmm. But even electronically, if you look at the King James Version, you may see what we're about to talk about. And that is in verse 13... It says, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And you will notice that the first three words, I had fainted, mm-hmm. are italicized. Mm-hmm. 
And that's in the King James Version. And, and you'll see this Old Testament and the New Testament where, you know, we will see italicized words. And the reason why those words are italicized, not because they're special, but because they're inserted. Mm -hmm. That the translators of the King James Version uh, adds, you know, added those words and they, and, and they add the words to help us as the reader of the word. Um, because sometimes in, in, in when you translate the original language, there's no corollary in the English language for certain words that are used in Hebrew or Greek. Mm. And so if you just if you just put down the words themselves and you didn't add something to help clarify, uh, it would become hard to read or hard to understand. And we could go through so many examples. I just want to show you two. Praise God. Uh, let's go to Psalm 16. We'll, we'll look at one in the, in the Old Testament. And we'll look at one in the New Testament. Unless God says otherwise. But let's look at Psalm 16. This shows you, and it makes it very simple. Verse 8. It says, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Mm -hmm. But you will notice that he is, is italicized. That was added to help the reader understand what this verse meant. If you take the italicized words out, it says, I have set the Lord always before me because at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Mm -hmm. You see, so the, the insertion of the word he is aids us as the reader. Amen. Yeah. So you see that here. And we'll see it in another place if we go to the New Testament. Because it, again, Old Testament, New Testament, you know, Hebrew, Greek, no matter what's being translated, sometimes the translation um, doesn't go word for word or there's not an English word that will help us. Let's go to um, Romans chapter... We're going to go two places, so you're going to have to forgive me. I want to go, because there's two things. Let's go to Romans first, uh, chapter 5, verse 18. Verse 18. This is talking about how, you know, we the, the righteousness has come through Jesus Christ. Sin came through one man, Adam. Righteousness came mm -hmm. through another man, Jesus Christ. Let's look at verse 18. It says, Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto the justification of life. Mm -hmm. You understand that sentence. But italicizes judgment came, and then later, that the free gift came. Mm -hmm. If you take those words out, this is how it would read. Therefore, as by the offense of one, upon all men to condemnation, even so, by the righteousness of one, upon all men, unto justification of life. Mm. It's hard to understand that without right. the italicized mm -hmm. words. We need those italicized words so that it will help us. I'm going to go one last place, and this is in Romans uh, chapter 11. Romans chapter 11. This one is straightforward. It's verse 16. Romans chapter 11. For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. Mm -hmm. 
Well, let's take out the italicized words and see how it reads. For if the first fruit holy, the lump also, and if the root holy, so the branches. Mm. Again, it just makes it easier to understand, right? Because they added the words be, is, and so on, right? So that when we read this, it's a lot easier to understand. Why are we going through that? Because we go back to Psalm 27 and 13. And I had fainted is italicized, mm -hmm. which means those words were inserted. Let's read it without the insertion. Unless I have believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's what it says. Kind of incomplete thought, isn't it? Mm -hmm. But the translators believe that what David was saying here in the context of this psalm was that he would have fainted unless he had believed. But I believe God is saying unto us today, take... Take the italicized words out mm. and you put in whatever you want to put in <laughs> yeah. to make this applicable to you. Wow. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord. I had fallen unless I had believed mm -hmm. to see the goodness of the Lord. I had failed. I had given up. I had run away. I had quit. I had become addicted. Mm -hmm. I had thrown up my hands. I would have, whatever. What would you have done? Or what would you possibly do? Unless you believe God. I believe some people right now, they know, man, if I didn't believe God, I would have ran off on my family by now. Wow. If I didn't believe God, I would be back to drinking and smoking and, and using drugs by now. If I didn't believe God, I would have returned to my former life of crime and hanging on the street corner and doing all kinds of things. If I didn't believe God, I would have just fallen into a pit of despair. If I didn't believe God, I wouldn't have got out of bed this mm. morning. Yes. You put in there whatever you want, but understand that it's the strength of your belief mm. to make the thing that would have happened to you not happen to you. Wow. It's the strength of your belief. That's why God is saying, unless I had believed, Oh, some trouble would have been up in here. Unless I had believed. Oh, I would be in oh, I'd be in all kinds of fixes right now. Unless I had believed to see the goodness of God. Wow. That's the power of believing. It will keep you from some stuff. It'll keep you from fainting, from falling. From failing, from quitting, from running, from hiding, from lying, from cheating, from stealing. Jesus. Mm. From hurting somebody. Oh, yeah, I don't know how many people say, ooh, if I didn't believe God, ooh, <laughs> ooh, I would have gave you some. <laughs> ooh, I believe God was going to get you back. So guess what? I didn't try to get revenge. Unless mm. I had believed to see the goodness of God, I would have paid you back tenfold. Jesus. Come on, somebody. 
Unless I believe to see the goodness of God, I will return back to my life of crime. Hmm. Do you see the what power? Unless you believe, wow. but when you believe, glory to God. Some of these things that could have happened to you won't happen to you because of the power of you believing in God. So David said, "Amen." Uh, and again, through the help of the translators, right? I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord. But what do you say, Jesus? Amen. And this is something that, you know, what you're saying today, you could be saying something else next week because, listen, that's how life goes. You know what I mean? Today, it's like, man, I would have stayed in the bed unless I had seen the goodness of the Lord in the land of living. Next week, man, I would have run away to Tarshish unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. But this is personal, amen. This is God. This is you. This is you, yes. you know, making an expression yes. unto God saying, Lord, unless I have believed to see mm. your goodness, I'm telling you right now, mm -hmm. I would have lost my mind up in here. Yeah. Unless I believe to see your goodness. And so after saying that, David then offers some encouragement. He says, wait on the Lord. Amen. Wait on the Lord. In my margin, in, in, in my study Bible, in the King James, it says, wait in faith on the Lord. Mm -hmm. Amen. Wait in faith. So it still comes back to that believing. Amen. In other words, that, that's, still the under, that, that's still the foundation here. It's believing God. It's having faith in God. It's trusting God in the midst of problems. And again, remember, that's when David wrote this, mm -hmm. being attacked and shut out and isolated and, and, and lied upon and all the rest of that, right? Because you're talking about false witnesses, you know, right, who, who, who do things, right? All these, they breathe out lies and cruelty and all the rest mm -hmm. of it. This is what he was going through. And he's saying, man, if I didn't believe, I would have just given up by now. Mm. So now he says, wait on the Lord in faith. Wait on the Lord believing. Don't wait tapping your foot anxiously. I mean, many of us wait, but waiting by itself still needs to be qualified. How are you waiting? Mm. Have you ever had somebody wait for you impatiently? And the <laughs> yeah. minute you get there, they tell you, where you been? I've been waiting for you. Yeah, and they mad. So you can wait with an attitude. <laughs> you can wait with anger. <laughs> you can wait with fear. You ever wait for your kid to come home? Because they're supposed to have been home 30 yeah. minutes ago. And then you keep peeking out the blinds. And you're waiting. How are you waiting? You're waiting anxiously. Wow. There's different ways of waiting. Sometimes we get this whole thing. Oh, I'm just waiting on the Lord. But how are you waiting? Are you waiting anxiously? Are you waiting fearfully? Are you waiting, you know, with anger in your heart? Are you waiting doubting him? Are you waiting in ways that aren't honoring him? Mm. That's why it's important. Don't just wait on God. Wait in faith. Right? Continue to believe to see the goodness of the Lord. So wait in faith. Glory to God. On the Lord. Right. Mm -hmm. Be of, he then goes on and says, be of good courage. Mm -hmm. As you wait on the Lord, keep your spirits up. Amen. As you wait on the Lord, keep your head up. Amen. As you as you wait on the Lord, keep your eyes up. Let your heart and your mind 
continue to be fixed and focused on God. Amen. Uh, be of good courage. Keep up your spirits. Keep trusting in him. And what will happen if you do that? And he shall do what? Strengthen thine heart. Yeah. And see, this goes back to now we understand the waiting that Isaiah talked about in Isaiah 40, 31. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Well, it's because that person is waiting in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Amen. Because here David says, if you wait in faith and if you keep your spirits up and you maintain a good courage, if you do those things, it then says, and he will strengthen Thank your you. heart. But that comes based on how you're waiting on him. Amen. So stand there waiting, believing to receive. And believing to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And David ends this by emphasis, but a point of emphasis. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. It's like he's just, he's, he, now he's like, listen, I, I can't say this enough. Amen. I, I'm, I'm telling you, right? In the midst of your problems, believe to see the goodness of the Lord. Wait on him in faith. Be of good courage. I'm telling you, he's going to strengthen you. He's going to uphold you. He's going to pull you through. He's going to see you through. He's going to deliver you. I'm telling you, I've seen it for myself. Wait, I say, mm -hmm. on the Lord. Mm -hmm. Amen. And so listen, God wants you know, us to be encouraged today. Amen. In the midst of all of our problems and trials and tribulations and again we all have it you know things in varying degrees that we're going against right now right things that we're battling right now attacks that are maybe different but they're real for you just as they are for the next person and for the next person and for the next person mm -hmm. just as they were for David and David the man after God's own heart said listen if I didn't believe God, I would have given up. Yeah. Amen? Mm -hmm. How many people can say that? Yeah. It's no, it's no harm in saying I would have given up. You're just telling the truth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, don't know if, I don't know anybody that walks with God and has a close walk with God who didn't go through that. Because God will take you through the valley of the shadow of death. Yes, he will. And so you feel like giving up. Especially when, you know, God's timing and, uh, and your timing uh, don't line up. You wanted God last week. And you're still waiting on him. Last week. Somebody said last week. Last year. Last year. Last decade. Last decade. Last 25 years. I mean, listen. <laughs> it all depends on where you are and what you're believing God for. Amen. Amen. Some of these things go on for years and you're still believing God. Yep. And that's the only thing that's allowing you to not faint, fail, or give up. That I yet believe God. Keep doing it, amen. Because unless you believe, devil got you. Amen. Devil got you. So in this time, amen, where so many of so many of us are going through challenges of all kinds and people have lost loved ones and people have lost jobs and they're struggling and they're uncertain about the future. Keep believing God. Amen. 
it'll keep you from from fainting. Amen. Now, I want to say two things before we close, especially in the midst of, of, of our current situation. One is this. If you're blessed and God is keeping you and blessing you and, you know, there's a there's a truth in life. No matter what you're going through, no matter what your problem is, I'm telling you, there's somebody who's going through more than you. Yes. Right? There's someone whose situation is worse than yours. Yeah. And again, this is not about a contest. That's just a truth. And so here's the thing. I believe that as much as we're able, especially those of us who are in the household of faith, we're ambassadors of Christ, right? That means we're his representatives. And so if if there's if there are people out there who are saying, like David, unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, that they would have fainted or given up, lost hope, whatever. As an ambassador of Christ, we need to understand that we're the ones through whom, by and large, most of the time, because God can use anybody in anything, but we're the ones most of the time who are going to be used by God to show forth His goodness yeah. in the earth. Yeah. So what, 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 what are you saying, preacher? Saying this, that you need to understand that you can be that 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 example or, or, or instance of goodness in the land of the living that someone desperately needs to see. Mm. Right? In other words, this unless I, I have fainted, unless I have believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, until Jesus comes back, he ain't coming back. You understand what I mean? To show somebody his goodness right. in person. He's going to do it through you and through me, he's going to do it through his church. Again, God can use anything he wants to. He can use Balaam's mule. He can use an animal. He can use whatever he wants. He can use an unbeliever. I got it. We got it. But by and large, he's going to work through his people. Yep. He's going to work through his ambassadors. And so please understand that there's someone right now who's saying, I had fainted unless I had see, believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And God wants you to be the one to show that person his goodness, mm. to keep them from fainting. So what am I saying? So be sensitive to that. Mm. In the midst of all the things you're going through, don't, don't just get locked into your stuff. Be sensitive to God's prompting and leading, his, his gentle whispers, his still small voice, because he's going to position you to be a demonstration of his goodness to somebody who, unless they see it, they may faint. Jesus. Amen. Yes. yes. So, so understand that. Yes. Amen. Amen. And let us understand that that's part of being an ambassador for Christ. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, because right now the world needs to see the goodness of the Lord in the land Amen. of the living. How I many of you know that? Yeah. And, 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 and it's not them. You know, they need to do something. They, they, they. Ain't no they. It's, it's we. Amen. Amen. And we can because of our relationship with God. That's the, that's the first thing. The second thing, and I want to say one thing before we close. And I want to talk, I want to, talk to the hoarders out there. To those people who have 20 packs 
of paper towel, not rolls. I'm talking about packs with 12 in a pack. Mm -hmm. You got 20 packs of paper towel. You got, you know, 55 bottles of sanitizer and all the rest of that. And other people don't have. Yeah. Right. You need. Listen, you remember the story of the lepers? I think it was in Second Kings. I don't know. It's chapter four, chapter seven, where where uh, the Syrians, uh, or, you know, they, they got all confused and they left all the their, their food and everything in the camp. And the lepers went in there in the midst of a, of a famine and they found all the food, mm -hmm. all the clothes, and everything mm -hmm. else. And they were just eating and they ate for the whole day. And then they even said to themselves, this ain't right. <laughs> yeah, we need to share this with the rest of the people. Yeah, even lepers knew this ain't right. Mm -hmm. So for all you hoarders out there, right? Because there's some people right now who desperately need what you, you have, have too much of. Yep. And you can be a source of someone seeing the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living because they need that stuff. Yeah, you don't. You, you've been going to the store, you and your wife splitting up, you and your kids splitting up. You can only get two, but now you come out with six because you <laughs> and your wife and your daughter and your whatever. Come on now. Right. right. And here's the thing. Well, what am I supposed to do with it? Go on Facebook and say, I got plenty. Yeah. Who needs? Mm -hmm. Go on your community bulletin board and say, I got plenty. Who needs? And here's the last thing. And don't you dare sell it. <laughs> That's right. Give it away. Why? Because you'll be showing the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen? That's right. So we all have an opportunity. Even those of you who have been hoarding, you now have an opportunity. Amen? Just like them lepers who ate all the food for a day. They said, nah, we can't do this. And they did the right thing. You now have an opportunity to do the right thing and to show someone the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Yes. Go out there and say, I got plenty of paper towel. Who need? I got plenty of tissues. Who need? I got plenty of sanitizer. sanitizer. Who need? Mm -hmm. Listen, you got enough sanitizer right now to, to give to your great-grandchildren. That don't make any sense. Amen. Amen. So listen, let, let us realize, amen, that there are people who, who need to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And unless they believe to see it, amen, they're going to give up. Mm -hmm. Unless you believe to see it, you're going to give up. So continue to believe. But also, too, let's be mindful of those who are believing and realize that we could be the ones to demonstrate the goodness of the Lord on this side of glory. Amen. And, 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 you know, help someone not to faint, not to give up, not to run away. Amen. But continue to stand fast for the Lord. Amen. And so twofold, you do it, but also understand that you have the opportunity to be that inspiration to someone else who's looking to do the same thing. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Let's pray today. Father, we bless your holy yes, name. Father. Glory to thank God. And we God. thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. For your goodness in the earth. And Father yes, God, we are praying today, that God, that we will continue to believe in you, O oh God. Because unless we believe to see the goodness of the Lord, yes. we would faint, we would fail, we would give up, we would lose hope. But Father God, you have encouraged us through your servant David, a man after your own heart. That we should wait on you in faith, be of yes, good courage, Father, and you will you. strengthen thank our you. heart. And so, Father, we purpose ourselves to wait on you in faith, believing in you, trusting in you with our heart and our mind fixed, 
that you shall deliver us, help us, heal us, strengthen us. Father, that you will be there for us. Yes, and Father God, as that keeps us going and keeps us standing strong in the faith, Father God, let us be mindful, O oh God, that you have called us as your ambassadors yes, to be Father. vessels of goodness in the earth for you. And so, Father God, as you, O oh God, show us your goodness, use us as well to show others your goodness. Yes. Let us be vessels through which the goodness of God is displayed here in the earth. And Father, we thank you for the privilege and for the honor of being used in such a mighty way. And so, Father, yes, we give God. you praise you, and we give you thanks for all that you're doing and all that you shall do. Father, we trust in you and we trust in your goodness. And we give you the praise, God, even in the midst of the troubling time. We lift yes. up our hands and we give you glory as Father, you remain worthy. And so, Father, we bless you on today. Jesus, we bless you. Holy Spirit, yes, we bless you. Yes. And we give you all of the praise and all of the glory and honor. In the great name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.